Welcome to this episode of the Future Champions podcast. My name is Stuart Taylor, and in this episode, I speak to Adam Vigilis. A few years ago, I met Adam. He was a business owner in the Fraser Coast. He was heavily involved in our community, and he loved sport, participating in triathlons and marathons. He was enthusiastic, engaged, and inspiring. But then he went missing. And it wasn't until a year later that I heard about his story. Without any warning, he had a debilitating muscle condition. He was isolated, unable to leave his home, unable to talk, and unable to do the things that he used to do. He spent many hours and days in hospital trying to find out what was wrong with him. And while they still haven't come to the conclusion about what is wrong with him and how they are going to fix it, Adam has made a decision to chase his life and to live it to the fullest. I had the opportunity to speak to Adam on the foreshore esplanade in Harvey Bay. What was going to be a beautiful sunny day turned out to be monsoon weather. And in this podcast, you'll hear a lot of noise, a lot of rain, and a lot of winds, but I thought it was really important that you heard Adam's story. With all the wind, with all the rain, with all the obstacles, his story still shines through and I encourage you to listen through it and hear the message that he has to offer. Live life, chase life and chase your dreams. His story is inspiring. So here it is, my chat with Adam Vigilis. So Adam, thank you so much for speaking to me today. And I understand that you know, it takes a lot for you to get up and get out of bed each morning now. And uh, just seeing you here shows me that you're committed to life. So thank you. Thank you, Stuart. Pleasure. I'm reflecting back, um, I guess, five years ago when I had a sort of a, a picture of who you are and who you were. And I want to give you sort of three snapshots of the, the person that I perceived Adam to be. Um, and that, that firstly was Adam as a business person and very active in the, the business community, which you were um, as a business professional, also as a, an avid athlete, you know, loved, loved triathlon, loved marathon, I think you used to do as well. Um, and then there was the, the community part of you as well, which was highly active. I remember... Um, I think you were the first, one of the first people to bring the TEDx event to regional Queensland, uh, which was an amazing event to go to. So I guess, um, give me an, an indication of what, what, how, what was, who was Adam uh, five years ago? Um, I think you've summed it up pretty well there, Stuart. Um, obviously, yeah, I was involved in a number of um, not-for-profit um, committees. Um, also were involved in the sporting events such as Bay Break and the Enzo Swim and a few others um, with Tribe and also the Bay Break committees. Um, got a family in town and this town was always going to be our long-term home was the plan. So um, the business and community sport for me were both around trying to make this a better place for my kids to want to stay in when they you know, finish growing up and make their career path. Um, so yeah, as a person, yeah, very, uh, very active in all aspects of life, I was. 
um, up until, yeah, the last 18 months has been um, a bit of a change. So what was your greatest achievement as far as sport goes, and um, I, whether it be triathlon or marathon? Probably the greatest achievement and the most enjoyable is the Harvey Bay Hundy, which is, as you know, the local 100-kilometre triathlon. So um, I've never a podium-type athlete for me. It's always a, a personal challenge, as it is with most triathletes. Um, but, yeah, to clock that one in a, in a reasonable midfield time and um, been enjoying it throughout the whole event was an awesome achievement. And for those who don't know what the Harvey Bay 100 is, can you explain the torture that's involved? <laughs> the torture starts with a two-kilometre swim in what um, the day before the event is usually nice, calm Harvey Bay waters, and then the day of the event is usually nice, rough waters like we have behind us, um, which is exactly how it was that last one. So two kilometres of open water swim where you can't see where you're going pretty much. Um, and battling the swell um, to get through that, to finish that and then jump on the bike for 80 kilometres um, along our picturesque esplanade here in town and then off the bike and into an 18 kilometre run in the middle, in what's often the midday heat in November. It's, it's, it's crazy when you think about it, isn't it? Well, yeah, and considering... You know, if we had to walk from here to the coffee shop, I'd be struggling for a while after that now. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 a different life. Crazy event, and things have changed a lot. Yeah, you did mention that we're actually down here on on the Esplanade here on in Harvey Bay, overlooking a, a picturesque um, ocean. I anticipated it to be a lot more picturesque when I when I was coming down, but it seems the weather's turned a little bit south, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not the nicest of days at the end of the day, that's for sure. But in keeping with your new motto, and we'll get into that soon, finding life, I guess there's no better example of uh, taking on a, a podcast chat with someone who, like you said to me earlier, you know, struggles to take a breath at the moment, struggles to walk, and here we are in, in, in a gale force wind looking at the ocean that's about to... Um, uh, come on, onto the beach, it's a great day to, to live up to that testament of finding life, isn't it? Absolutely, and it's probably appropriate because when I, you know, coming down and sitting on these park benches is one of my pastimes these days when I get out of the house. So talk me through the last 18 months, What what's happened in your life? We kicked back till December 2019. I just started feeling... Um, headache and fatigued and so I went to the doctor then and um, there was an infection running through the system at the time um, so we treated that uh, the body didn't necessarily take well to the treatment to start with um, but it took a couple of months to get rid of the infection but in the meantime um, we started presenting with some other issues um, around the headache which they still haven't fully diagnosed um, but basically if you step through the timeline in January I was my first ever presentation to the emergency department, um, basically because my right arm wasn't stopped working. Um, lost feeling and stopped working, um, but that passed after a few hours, so they let go. Um, in the meantime, I'd had MRIs and <coughs> excuse me, stuff with the doctor, um, which presented a, a few minor things, but nothing that was explaining what was going on. Um, between January and April 2020, I was back in the ER 
another three times um, for breathing-related issues mainly. Um, I describe most of my problems as a muscle control problem, so I basically lose control of the muscles. Um, and in that case, it was the diaphragm that I was struggling to control. Um, so I had a couple of episodes of that, which they initially thought was asthma-related. Um, but, yeah, the April one put me in the ICU for a week um, because, basically, I couldn't get the breathing down under, um, well, realistically, about 80 breaths per minute. And, you know, you're supposed to be somewhere between 12, 15 breaths per minute. So significantly different. Um, it peaked at 120, but it took over three days to get that down under 80. So you can imagine the pressure that's put on the body in that time frame. Um, so the diaphragm was very tired and breathing actually, you know, stopped periodically there for a while. They didn't have to incubate because it always restarted. Um, but yeah, it's pretty scary times. Um, since April 2020, we've been to a whole bunch of doctors and other bits and pieces and had all sorts of tests done. And there's um, lots of little things, but nothing they've actually identified for yet. Um, I've got another neurologist at the end of this month, so hopefully that um, sheds some further light on things. But since April, there's... Um, systemic other issues that have presented. I've still got the headache, I've still got the tinnitus, still um, the chest pains and the cough and that are all there. Um, but um, certainly over the past few months, the right side of the body has deteriorated. Um, as Stuart can probably observe, the right arm's twitching away. Um, and yeah, as I walk um, periodically, my leg muscles these days, it's, just, it's like the circuit switches off. Um, and so basically I just go to the ground. So, um, I, yeah. And, and that, that's with, and that's without warning, is it? You just, yeah. you'll just fall. Yep. And it ha how many times has that happened to you in the last 18 months? Uh, so that's something that's progressed over the past probably five months. Um, oh, happens all the time. Um, several times a day. Yeah. That must be uh, real, not only physically, uh, um, challenging but also psychologically challenging yeah, yeah absolutely the whole period over the past has been the psychological challenge is probably as hard as anything um, uh, I had a successful business um, as well as being involved as I said before in those committees but yeah I had to make the decision to sell the business um, fortunately I had a good team in place that take cultivated over the years so it meant the business could be sold um, uh, which I was fortunate to offload that, um, unfortunately, because that was something that was I was still building up. It wasn't I wasn't mentally ready to sell it, but it had to be done. Um, and you know, my wife's had to take time off work to look after me and do all the rest of the stuff that needs to be done. Um, but the challenge now, you know, I, it's only in the past couple of months that I'm mentally able to. Um, really um, see and handle seeing other people achieve things such as those triathlons and the marathons and even going to park run which is a great love and you know they, those things that um, cleared the mental health before and got the endorphins going and created good friendship were you know mentally impossible for me to go to because it was just too hard um, you know, I made the 
the conscious decision in the past couple of months to try and do more, which is why I bought the scooter behind me so I can get out and about. Um, not a cheap one, but it lets me get out. Um, and why I've also started to record and catalogue a lot of what we're doing now. Um, you know, uh, I now face the reality that I've got some limitations um, and the chances, you know, hopefully they find a miracle cure or a miracle drug, but they haven't got there yet. Um, and um, so basically I've started the motto of finding life to try and get out and also um, in my nature to encourage others to not be stuck behind the closed walls, ignoring the world when there's problems going on. Absolutely. So before we get on to finding life, I want to talk to you about why it was so hard or why it is hard to go watch people succeed in, uh, in the sports that you were involved in. To a large degree, that's an internal factor, I believe, Stuart. Um, it's the more about not, not um, disliking their achievement. So I want to be clear on that. It's more about facing the realisation that you might never be able to do that sort of thing yourself again. Uh, which is not an easy realisation. So then once you realised that there was that resentment in your not being able to do what you love and that, that, that became manifest watching other people do it, how do you fix that? Or is that something you're working on? It's a work in progress, but I... These days, as I said before, you know, in the last few months I've been able to face those things again. Um, it's, it's, I guess it's more of an acceptance in yourself rather than anything else, Stuart. You, know, you, you accept that this is um, life changes at the end of the day and um, try to find the pleasure in what you can. And if that happens to be seeing other people achieve or if it's coming to the beach and listening to the waves... Yeah, there is some pleasure there, generally to be found. Yeah, I, I believe there's a lot of power in words and I often talk about different words and their meanings. Explain to me, from your understanding and your journey, what, is, what does acceptance mean? Like, what, what does it mean in, in your journey? That's a tough question. Sorry for the silence. Um, I, I guess it means bringing... A mental understanding. Um, uh, part of what I failed to mention before was that throughout this muscle control period with the chest pains and that, I basically lost the ability to speak for several months until I found a drug that took the pain out of the chest. Um, so, you know, combine that isolation along with everything else that's going on, it's um, left a lot of time for internal thinking that you may not otherwise have um, which led to that you know, understanding that you know, I need the scooter to go down the back shed and try to play with anything or you know, um, understanding that yeah I now need to get other people to do some maintenance around the house instead of doing th you know, those things yourself and again understanding and acceptance that while you yourself can't, or me myself, can't be doing some of the events and stuff that I want to do, it doesn't mean that, you know, I always used to take satisfaction in seeing other people do it, so it doesn't mean I need to take that element out of it as well. 
Um, and I guess the acceptance is also allowing me to come back to a, a, a little bit of um, social interaction um, because it brings me back in around those people to a degree. Absolutely. And, and probably for those who don't know you and you were involved in, in, in sport locally um, and you did enjoy participating, but you certainly were a strong advocate and supporter for anyone who would try it or do it. Um, so you often found joy in other people's success. So that would be a hard thing for you to have to come to terms with, that it's hard for you to think about their success at the moment. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah, it, it has been hard. Um, yeah, the, the, um, yeah, the mental health aspect of everything has been tough, but you know, it is okay for other people to succeed when you can't. And that's, you know, even my business was built around helping other business people you know, to achieve some success. And you know, there's a, a number of businesses in town where the owners have told me they wouldn't be in business today if it wasn't for my help. You know, and that's a legacy to look back on and be proud of to it, you know, even though I can't necessarily do that myself right now. Um, it still has had an impact on the community and it's still positive, you know, and seeing, yeah, when we brought Baybreak to town while I did participate, you know, the most pleasure was seeing, you know, the people who don't normally run or don't normally do triathlon um, getting to that finish line and seeing the joy on their faces. Yeah, absolutely. So you've now decided that you're going to take some control of your 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 journey a bit more now I, I guess through this um new project of yours finding life can you can you explain what that is as the rain starts pouring down here on it does the- <laughs> it's not nice at all <laughs> what was i thinking <laughs> <laughs> yeah well not nice at all but anyway we deal with these talk things. about finding life my goodness <laughs> me we've certainly found every element of of the environment here and uh, on the beautiful foreshore here we are now in, uh, and I'm going to have to use some of this for the podcast, even Absolutely. if we do it again, because how cool is this? <laughs> so let me just explain what's going on here. Uh, it is pelting down in rain. Uh, the ocean is up and we are under a tin shed with cars driving past. What a perfect, perfect place for a podcast. Wouldn't you agree, Adam? Absolutely. Best best quality environment for sound effects. <laughs> yes, that's right. These are not manufactured. These are the real deal sound effects. So uh, we have reconvened under a, a shed and it is blowing a gale. So Adam, finding life, is there a better example of it ever? <laughs> I could think of better places to be uh, trying to get out of the house and find life at the moment, but here we are. Um, it just goes to show that you can, you know, you've got to take advantage of what you can and make the best of whatever situation you're in at the end of the day. Yes, absolutely. So tell me about finding life and what you're doing with that journey. Finding life is a, a, two things. First, um, the initial part of it's actually about my own you know, mental health. Um, there's a number of things that have really um, been challenging for mental health, as we mentioned before. But you know, part of it um, is you know, re-explaining everything to everybody. So the initial part is really about putting myself out there and explaining to everyone why I've been so absent and. Um, yeah, explaining the situation that we're in at the moment for everybody so there's a bit more understanding. 
Um, but as the story progresses, yeah, it's hopefully about encouraging other people to get out there and do what they can. Um, you know, as I mentioned before, I've got limitations around walking. You know, I can't drive anymore because um, I will pass out and go into seizures periodically. Um, so whilst I still have a license, I'm not going to use it because the last time I tried to drive just around town, I nearly crashed a few times as the brain couldn't process the, the speed basically anymore. Um, so, you know, you put all that into context and, you know, we've got the caravan and everything else. And so my wife's had to learn how to drive you know, and tow the caravan. Um, I still park it, but she drives it to places. Um, yeah, and all those little things are situations where we could easily have done what many people do and put their hands up and say, it's too hard, we'll sell the van and sell the four-wheel drive and just, you know, stay home. Um, having done that for the past 18 months, that's not necessarily the best place to be. Um, we're, we're human beings, uh, social creatures at heart, and we all need to be having some interaction. Um, so as the story of this progresses and we start to show the challenges that we face on a daily basis and um, that you can still get out and explore even though I can't go for a hike up the mountain to that waterfall or whatever else, there's still beauty to be found within what I can reach with the scooter basically. Yeah, yeah. So what you're saying is that um, that you're not about to let the significant, um, I guess, medical condition you face over the late eight, last 18 months define you as a person. True. That's a nice way of putting it. And yeah, hopefully we encourage others to be in the same situation and put themselves out there. So I have another question for you about your journey. And we, we, touched, on this, we, we touched on this before about you being um, very athletic involved in, in quite extreme sports. Well, I, I class them as extreme. Anyone who swims two kilometres, runs um, 18 and, and rides 80, uh, that's extreme to me. Um, my, my, I guess my question is now you look at it and you, you've admitted that it's hard. It's hard to watch other people enjoy it because you can't now. But how do you think that your dedication to sport, your dedication to community and your dedication to business has helped you overcome and deal with this incredible obstacle that's now facing you? Definitely um, been able to use that mindset and the resilience that I had. But also um, a lot of that success is achieved through little steps of planning and little steps of action um, so taking that same approach and that resilience to actually um, doing things and documenting things and having a, a bit of a plan and a goal for the future still helps what could people learn from your journey about adversity what i hope that people learn is don't let the negatives um, rule your world you know, there is, even though there might be a lot of negatives, there is always something that you can look at and smile about or look back on and smile about. Um, and hopefully through that process, you find something that you can look forward to um, that gives you something to smile about instead of being you know, down in the um, negatives all the time. 
if someone wants to follow your journey um, on Facebook or YouTube, where can they go? It's the simplest place to start is at the, the website, which will direct you through. Um, so, yeah, this is part of where my business background comes out too is that I've set up the website and the domain name and everything for it. So you can go to www.findinglife.com.au um, and that'll direct you through to the Facebook and the Instagram and the YouTube. Um, hopefully, you know, all things being equal, the next YouTube video should be out next week. Um, and uh, that's about actually our first camping trip since or caravanning trip since um, we've started on this journey. So there's a few challenges in that one there as well as some positives in it. Adam, thank you for sharing yourself with, with, with me and also with the people listening and is there, is there anything you want to, any message you want to leave us with other than the one you've just shared? The core of what I'm, sorry, I'm starting to fade too, Stuart. No, you're um, right, yep. The core of what I believe has been expressed well, and I just hope that everyone out there can, um, you know, focus a bit more on the positives and a bit more on ideally helping others and taking pleasure in life. Yes, even if it is pouring <laughs> and rain, wind blowing. <laughs> And the world is falling apart around us, but what a great day. Definitely yeah. not the best Queensland weather to stay. <laughs> Adam, thank you for your time and for giving of yourself. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, Stuart. Thank you for joining me in this episode of the Future Champions podcast. Thank you to Adam for sharing his story. My name is Stuart Taylor. Stay safe. Stay safe.